Let's all of us be real on, on this. No one wants to die alone. <laughs> you know, no one wants to get to that point in your life where you're just you on your own. Failure at 40. Failure at 40 challenges the notion of failure and redefines what success looks like to you. Who says if you haven't reached all of your goals by 40 that you are not a success? Failure at 40 interviews, debates and discusses the reality of turning 40 in modern Britain. Welcome to Failure at 40. Welcome to another episode of Failure at 40. I'm Shelley, the life coach. And I'm Winnie, the producer. Today we're speaking to Sean, who's 45, a case manager for Openreach, DJ, promoter and radio personality, He's not married with no children and lives in South London. Welcome to the show, Sean. If you could take us back to your 20s, let's say early 30s, and all the hopes and aspirations you had for yourself back then, can you remember what you thought 40 would look like for you? For me, I thought that by the time I was 40, (laughs) um, and I was pretty late to everything, so I thought by the time I was 40, I'd be um, married, children, the house, the two cars on the drive. Um, (laughs) I thought, you know, the holidays, you know, when and whenever. Um, Yeah, I I, I thought that would be how life would be for me by the time I've I've got to 40 years of age. And at what age did you start thinking about that, that, that particular vision? I think maybe when you, you know, you know, when you, you, you get maybe your first job, your first real job, because we, we had all those little um, revels and, you know, all of those Saturday jobs. But when you get your first real job and you start to work for, you know, like a big company there, um, that's when you start to think about it. Then maybe probably when you, you meet that, that lady and you think, oh, yeah, this is the one. Um, and then, you know, you start to think about the future ahead. And I've always been that kind of guy that thought about things like that. What do you think influenced the, um, the, the vision that you had? Where did that come from? Don't mean this to sound selfish or sound any type of way. Um, I've come from a, a single parent family. And, you know, I always, with me and my brother, we grew up, you know, I saw the struggles that my mum went through um, on her own. And I always, to myself that I didn't really want to be so to speak and sorry to say this I'll go straight into it deep I just didn't want to be that guy like my dad I always wanted to be in there and make sure that when I do get into that relationship you know that I'd be a provider I would be there you know for my children you know and I think maybe that's what my outlook was you know that's what I saw growing up this is what I saw so I just wanted to see and have things be different from what I grew up in, to, uh, how should I put it, the environment that I grew up in. Not that it was a bad environment, but I just wanted to be different from that environment. And what did the impact of like your peers around you, did that also impact what you saw and what you wanted to be like yeah. or not wanted to be like? Yeah, it, it did impact me because um, my peers around me, 
um, my mum has always taught me about, you know, and many Caribbean parents will know the same, will say the same thing. Like, you are the company that you keep. And a lot of my friends who are around me, they're in relationships, you know, they have their children. And that is what I also saw as well. You know, I saw my friends, you know, some getting married, you know, having their children. Yeah, maybe at an early age, but they were there for their children. And again, I emphasize on you are the company you keep. So if you see that and that is your reality and that's what you're seeing, then, you know, you want the same for yourself as well. You know, my best mate, um, I, I, I set him up with his wife. And, and years later, they're married, two kids. They're living the life. So when you see things like that, you, you, you aspire to be like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we are what we see sometimes around us. And, um, and that's why environments are so, so important for children, for people. Not, you know, just what we're seeing and what we reflect and what we become. So I suppose knowing that you wanted those sorts of things in your life, do you think society played a part in you wanting those things as well? Or is it more of your, your home and upbringing? I would say it's more of my home and upbringing because as much as people say society, um, yeah, we may live in the British society, but it's not really our society, if you understand what I mean. Um, you know, I would more aspire to my teacher's upbringings, not what we see on TV or not what we see in the magazines. And again, like you said, the peers around you, what I would see from what they, you know, what I'm, what I've got surrounding me. I'm not really that, that person that gets influenced by what I see on telly, you know, or, or what society is doing. Do you think you had a lot of examples of, of what you aspired to around you? Did you have lots of like family units that you could look to growing up and go, right, that, that's what I want. I don't have that home, but, but that's what I'd like for myself. Yes and no. There's, it's not, I'm not going to make it, I don't want it to sound like <laughs> I come from dysfunction or anything like that, because I, I don't. But yeah, there was, you know, I've had aunties, uncles, look, my grandparents, they were the living testament. You know, my grandparents, my, my granddad, he, you know, he, he met my, um, my granny when they were like teenagers in childhood sweethearts in Jamaica. And, you know, he came over here, Windrush Generation, set for my, my grand, and then they set up um, Lizelle's in Birmingham. And I've only ever seen my granny and my grandparents together. They've always been together. With regards to relationships in the family, then yeah, that is the ultimate relationship to look for because they're, they're my elders. Do you think that maybe single parents almost sometimes get a bit of a bad rap because they're not? I mean, and we obviously we know that there are lots of outcomes that can potentially happen for sing, children of single parents, but particularly in the, in the black communities, it can almost be pushed as a, more of a, um, a stronger, harder agenda. When actually there's lots of single parents around the globe from lots of different backgrounds and their children still do well. You know, they're still children still grow up and do amazing things like yourself. Yes. I would like to say I'm a testament of that because Indeed. my mum, my mum, you know, she raised us on her own. And there's other people that, you know, you have got mother and father in their life. And they, they're a lot worse than us. You know, they came out a lot worse than me and my brother. So sometimes the oldest is not on the parent, whether you're a single parent or not. It's what the child wants to come out as or what the child wants to be. As a parent, as a single parent, you can either do half the job or you can do the, both of the, the full job, which is 
my grandfather wrote. I always say to my mum, you are my mother and my father. So as a young guy, a, a young man in his, in his 20s, having this vision, did you actively look at what you were going to do to get that, that picture at 40? Did you put place, things in place? Did you like, what, what, what was you doing to make that picture a reality? You know, I, I, I was working, I always had a good job. You know, um, I always was looking at ways to hustle on the side. When I say hustle, I had my, my, my sideline, which is DJing and promoting and radio. So I was always trying to make, set myself up for that day or be in a better place than I am, you know? So I was always trying to aspire to something. Did you meet any, anyone along the way who kind of even more propelled you towards that vision, like a special lady or, you know, people that you've met? All the women that I've met along the way have played a part. Whether it's making me set up career goals or making me aspire to do better. Because for me, winning a relationship, sometimes you have to be doing for the relationship, doing what is good for the relationship in order for it to work. I've had women that I've, I've taken up. Although I'm a good cook, I've taken parts of their cooking, what they've done. I've seen women who are very career goal, career driven, which women very much are. You know, black women very much are. And they've helped me to aspire to better things. When you see them driving for something and you just think to yourself, yeah, I want to be like that as well. And you you aspire to be just like them as well in terms of, you know, just being better out here and bettering yourself. And how that makes you want to be more part of a unit, more, you know. Yeah. 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 More part of a unit. Like I... Let, let's be, let, let me, for example, I remember a certain particular lady I was seeing and she was five years younger than me and, you know, she, she had a very good job. She had her own house, drove a really nice car. And at the time, I was still at my mum's. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think by the time the, has the relationship progressed along, you know, I, I bought my house. I, I started driving, you know, and I would say she kind of gave me, she kind of gave me that drive, that bit of a push. I'm not saying I weren't, it wasn't something that I wasn't looking at doing, but she kind of gave me that push because I believe behind every strong black man, there is a, a strong black woman. And that's, that's my thing. You sound like you've met some, some really ideal women then. Why, why, why aren't you married, do you think, at this point? What, have you not met the right woman? Has she not? It's funny. I, that's a good question, Winnie, because um, I have met some very good women, but and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just say everything is I'm not gonna blame all the women that's their fault, but it you know it just didn't work out. Some of them wanted things different, you know. Some some thought the grass was greener. Some may have thought that at the time that I wasn't moving quick enough in their direction. Do you do you think do you think women in society are also sold a dream about what the um, perfect man is, you know, almost like a Prince Charming. Um, and actually what the perfect man is like is not necessarily what the package is sold to them as. Yeah, I think some women do expect a lot from relationships. And I, I do believe that maybe sometimes when you, you're expecting that much from a relationship, you might not particularly have that guy who's that type of person. Or if he's maybe not on the same page as you, then it ain't going to work. Like, I was thinking a lot more of like 
pretentiousness sometimes. Um, so uh, the expectation is what I see is going to also be home to the package of what I want, you know? And actually, sometimes that's not the case. Yeah, because, like, for example, like, I've, I've met women who've got, who's, who's got this checklist of what um, ideal man should be like. You know, he should have this, he should drive a car, he should drive a nice car, have a nice place, you know, have money in the bank, have this and that. And then sometimes they don't even have that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so, like, you know, how comes you've got all these boxes that you want ticked, but you're not even aspiring to that yourself? Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, again, society plays this role, like, because, you know, we're forever being told that you must provide, you want to provide, you do this, you do that, men have to do this, men have to do that. And a lot of women just, yeah, that's true, we've got across that. But in the meantime, between time, you know, you know, when you eventually walk down the aisle, you know, it does say in sickness and in health, you know what I mean? So if one's got it and one's sick and you, the other one ain't got it, there's problems already. I remember um, growing up, you know, it, it was always like you'd hear women saying, I just want a guy who can take care of me. I just want somebody to look after me, you know. And, and I suppose that goes exactly with what you're saying. There's an expectation of men being able to do this. But can you even do that for yourself? And I think as, as young as women or as girls, you know, we buy into something that we're taught that men are supposed to be able to do all of these things. You know, when actually it probably won't be like that in reality. Of course it won't be. It's like, well, let's be real. Like, I'm that kind of guy. I'm old school. So I will, you know, you know, like, let's say, for example, like, first date. They always say, oh, men are expected to pay the first date. You know, which society says that. Yeah, I'll do that. That's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll do, I can do dates all down the line if you want. But, you know, what I do like to see is if, uh, as a woman, she would also play a part as well. And, and, and that's what I generally would like. It's not just a one-way street, any kind of relationship, you know? You need it to be, the door to be swinging both ways. And, and what would you say life is actually like for you now at 40, with the things that you wanted in, from life? Where would you say you are now? And how do you look at I'm in an okay place. You know, yeah. Would I, would I, would I like to be in a, in a, in a long-term relationship at this age? Yeah, I'd have loved to. I'd have loved to have been done and dusted now and just be looking at the next phase now. You know what I mean? Going on the, going on the cruises now with, with brown sandals and grey socks on. <laughs> yeah. you know? So I'd be like, you know, walking up and down now, you know, and just, you know, but at, at this moment, you know, sometimes I'm, it's, it's, it's willy nilly now, isn't it? You know, going on holiday with this person or that person or whatever, you know? Do you think the, um, the dating scene has changed a lot since yesteryear? I mean, obviously, we've got dating apps and all this sort of stuff now. Oh, yeah, it's changed a lot because when we were growing up, you wouldn't have things like Bumble or Tinder and all those type of things. You just have to go out there and... And I think back then, it was more organic, so I would say, because you'd have to go out there and meet people. You'd have to go to the clubs. We'd have to go to those bars. Now you can just meet people, you know, swiping left, swiping right, you know, on an app. <laughs> you know, it's kind of become all a bit superficial. You know, we're we're more looking at somebody's best taken pictures out of five thousand, um, <laughs> yeah, out of as opposed to you know you're seeing someone in the flesh and 
And I think, like, you know, um, these programs like Love is Blind, where, you know, people are talking to each other and they have no idea what they look like and they really are just being matched on personality, you know, character, feeling, you know, all that good stuff. And I think that goes a long way beyond just looking at you and trying to make a decision on what you look like in terms of if you're a match for me. We've got all these social media platforms which are playing that's supposed to have us more connected with one another, but sometimes we're more distant. You know, you're talking on these WhatsApps, you're getting these WhatsApp messages, and I prefer to pick up a phone and hear a voice, put a voice to the face of people. Yeah, make a connection, but you'll get these people who sit down on their WhatsApp sending messages. I, I, I met someone recently and I would always pick up the phone and call. She'd send WhatsApps. Like, if I miss her, she'd miss my call, she'd send me a WhatsApp. I'm like, come on, man. Do you think that's a, a new age thing? Yeah, like I, me personally, I just think it's a new age thing and I just think it's really lazy. It's just lazy. It's just like, you know, I, I, it's like you haven't got the time. And I'm, I'm a strong believer in for any kind of relationship to work, you have to apply the time. Whether you're the busiest person on planet Earth, you know, you still have to apply your time. You know, or find the time. Yeah, you have to find that time. You know, and if you can't. And things like WhatsApp and all these technology things have opened us up to so much more communication in a short space yeah. of time. So once upon a time, you know, I've only really got time to sit on the phone and talk to one person for one day, yeah. right? But now on WhatsApp, you can talk to, yeah. all, I don't know, 30, 40 people within the space of your one yeah. hour. Yeah, it'll yeah. confuse you, you talking to. People. <laughs> 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 Say the wrong yeah. thing to the wrong person. Exactly. Absolutely. Do you think all this new, do you think all this new technology, Sean, is what's perhaps prevented you from meeting someone now? Do you think that this new, new way of dating has made it more difficult? Winnie, I think it does. I think to a certain degree it does and a certain degree it doesn't. Let's say I've been on some of these sites, yeah, and you go on a bumble and somebody meets you and then you speak to them and you be, it's like you're, you're actually, it's like to a certain degree you're wasting time because you could be talking to someone for, for a week or so or a couple, you know, a couple of weeks and then all of a sudden you know, you're thinking that you think that it's progressing somewhere and the next minute it just goes quiet. Because then what we possibly could have there, in the meantime, for example, if you was on there with Ian, you, you, you could be talking to five other different people. So whereas you're talking to five people, one person thinks that you and them are, you've got a good rapport, but no, you've actually got a rapport with somebody else. So you think, uh, forget him, I'm not talking to him, no, he's, he's, not, he's not the one that interests me, let me talk to this one. And that's it. That, that's out of the window. Then you think to yourself, well, well that was going well. Oh, it obviously weren't. She weren't interested by the way I thought she was. Because I think with the backwards and forwards of these messages, things can be, you know, misinterpreted, you know, and there's not a lot of understanding you can get through these messages, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, I think it makes people frightened when you're actually in a human environment to approach people. You know, you just get very used to kind of being in a sterile situation, you know, like I personally find, you know, the kind of technology thing quite difficult. You know, I prefer organic, human, natural interaction, you know, but I know there's a lot of people, a lot of introverts sometimes who actually they, they detest being in that environment. Actually, they like the fact that they can be a little bit a step away from things you know, and control and control the conversation. So I might talk to you today, but I might not talk to you for another two days, right? 
which I can see, and even that I find a bit weird because surely if, like, you'd like to believe that when you go on some of these sites or, you know, because we're talking about social media at the moment, you'd like to think that everybody's on the same page. Like, you know, you're speaking to someone and you just want to speak to them, you know, and whereas what you've just said is, is more than likely the case for a few people or many people, you know, yeah, I can speak to him today and then I won't speak to him. You know, and for me, when I see that you're like that, for me, that's kind of off-putting for me already because, I, you know, you speak to me this week and then next, you, I don't hear from you. I'm sending you a message. Hi, right, is anyone there? And then you're not, you're not saying nothing and then you pop up again a week later. Mm. That, for me, is not really showing me a good sign for a relationship. That's like, nah, mate, you're, you're not serious about this thing. Yeah, not consistent enough, is it? What about um, matching the rest of your picture with where you are today? How, so you don't have any kids? That didn't happen. Uh, was that through choice? Did you? I'm not going to blame the women. I would just say I would have loved to have had children. Every relationship I've been in, I've always been after. You know, let's have the children. Let's do this. For, you know, let's 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 basically do the whole. Let's hold off the full distance. Let's do this. But unfortunately, it hasn't happened. You know, and I'm a strong believer in you know it just worked for you because you know what's even some some things that are even more hurtful is like when you've someone that you've wanted to have children with, they were at the time they were like I'm not interested in having children, and then they go into their next relationship and they've got children. So it kind of it kind of reflects like wow, you know, wasn't I that person? You know, wasn't why that's what I wouldn't, but you didn't want that. So how is it that you've left and you've gone to another relationship and straight away you've got a child? And what impact does that have on your on your vision and and what you then think of women going forward, even just selecting somebody else? Look, I'm not going to make that. You, I, I'm not going to generalize it. You, know, you can't tar your experiences with these women and, and tar everybody with the same brush, if you understand what I mean. Um, but yeah, you, you, you know, I, I'm a very straightforward guy. So anybody that I do meet, I'm not saying that I don't force feed you my ideals, but I do tell you what I'm after, you know, and I find what we've got out here is a lot of picture, a lot of people, should I say, will paint you a picture which necessarily isn't the picture that they want, but they want, that's the picture that, they paint a picture that they want you to see or a picture that is, that, you know, sits well with you. But that's not really their picture, if you understand what I mean. It's like, mm, it's not, the, that's not what they wanted. So my thing is, I always say to people, just be straight in it, like, be straight from the off, you know, just be straight and that's it. It's that simple. Do you find that people are straight? Or do you find women nowadays are not always giving you their their demons, but um, are happy to maybe point out yours? Yeah, I think for some women that I've met, um, I would say that yeah, they've they've been like those type of people. They've told me yeah, they wanted this, that, that. Um, you know, they you know said they were on the same page as myself, but in reality, they weren't. They weren't, they weren't at that page. They weren't at that step in their life yet. Um, you know, I've had, I've had ex-girlfriends who have later, you know, 
even confessed to me and said to me, like, look, when you was at that stage, I weren't ready. You know, I wasn't ready for you back then. I was, I told you I was, but I weren't, you know, because you were at that level and I was nowhere near that level. But I kind of told you that because at the time it sounded good. And, I've, and I'm like, wow. And I wonder if maybe now we're once upon a time, actually it was the 2.4 family that was pushed out there as being the thing we should have in society. But now it seems to be like it is the independent woman, you know, it is the, you know, the, the man who actually is able to be a bachelor for longer, you know, who's able to, you know, not necessarily have these marriages, but they've got these kind of long lasting relationships that end and then they've got another one that ends and another one that ends. And I wonder if this new sort of rhetoric is pushed for us, you know, it's about going out and having, living your best life, you know, it's not about the family anymore. It's about the individual. So people come a li- become a little bit more selfish about what they want. Um, and I wonder if that's pushed for us more. Um, I'm just trying to just throw a spin on it. But let's be real. Let's all of us be real on, on this. No one wants to die alone. <laughs> you know, no one wants to get to that point in your life where you're just you on your own in your house talking to yourself. No one wants that. You know, <laughs> you know we're in the old people's home, sitting down there you know, reminiscing on what could have been. No one wants that, yeah? Um, and I think society nowadays even, uh, they're playing a big part in just, pay, you know, this whole social distancing thing as well. You know, it's like we're at, they're actually distancing people. We've been distancing ourselves for ages. All the social media stuff, the social distancing stuff, it's, we are distant. You know, some of us can't even connect with people out here normal. Absolutely. You know, just saying that, I remember I hadn't actually had a phone call in such a long time. I'd gotten so used to WhatsApp um, and, and sending voice notes, let's say, that I would say to somebody, no, I spoke to X yesterday and actually I hadn't spoken to them. I sent them a message, which doesn't constitute the same thing. You know, so I think I, think I agree with what you're saying in terms of we are even more distant than we used to be without realising I'm going to throw a question back at you and Winnie. When last have you given out your house telephone number to anybody? Only for formal stuff. Yeah, on a form. <laughs> it's been written on a form. There you go. Yeah, form, formal stuff. Yeah, there you go. 20 years ago, house number, you giving out your house number, you know what I mean? Like, I remember when I was growing up and I'd be giving out my house number. I, I had to go out my way at, at, when I first started working for ET and get a house line in my bedroom. You know, because just so I could get my calls and I didn't have to get into no problems. Or someone picking up my phone. phone was really in my yeah. part of the house. Yeah. While, while you're on the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and while you're on the phone. get off the phone. Because <laughs> I need that phone. Get, yeah, yeah, I had many of them. Yeah. Millie, for that card, come off the phone. Yeah, that was my favourite. You know? It'd be like, off my phone. So when I got my light in my room, yeah, when I got my line in my room, what did you do then? <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't do these things no more. You know, it's like it's very hard. So do you find that you have a have a checklist for people that you meet and what your expectations of, of women are before you get into a relationship with them? I wouldn't say I have a, a, a checklist. I, I would just say I, I know what I want and um it's a pretty hard question because I'm not gonna go to I'm not I I'm I'm willing to accept you if I know that you're gonna you're aspiring to better. Let's say if you're not at that place, 
you know, I'm willing to accept you if you, you know, you're, you're going to aspire to better, you're going to do better. You know, if you're about what we, you know, we can build together, then I'm all for that. Yeah. And I think you find a lot more men who are more tolerant in that department, I'd say, than possibly, possibly, yeah. possibly women might be. Well, possibly. Possibly. Slightly. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah, because, you know, yes, slightly. But no, I would, I would say that I'm more, I would say I'm, I'm quite tolerant, you know, um, in that department. I would say, like, if we can work for something and, and, and I know that there's, you know, they're, yeah, they're like, I'm all up for it. I'm, I'm for it. I'm just going to write you off. Failure at 40. Failure at 40. So, Sean, what about the other half of your picture? Because you mentioned that you had a house with two cars in the drive, um, the job. Where are you at with that now? What does that look like today? And also, you, you're a DJ, radio personality. Tell us more about that side of the life. Been on the ladder 15 years now. Been in a job, not, not in the same position, by the way, for... 21 years, going on 21 years. Um, the same, well, working for the same company, but, you know, six roles down the line. Um, also on the sideline, I would say that I'm pretty much an uh, underrated, or not underrated, um, what do they call it? You're kind of like, you're not, you're not in the big mainstream of it, but I'm a DJ, stroke promoter, um, I'm also one of the longest serving DJ on my current radio station, um, which is a radio station. How long have you been DJing for? Oh, God. Um, I would say since teens. So I've, I've had different variations over the years, and different clips that I've DJed with um, over the years. Um, but yeah, I've been DJing like, since my teens, and I'm now, you know, 45. So for my teens, man, I've been, that's over nearly, I would say, nearly 28 years. That's so long. You're doing carriage clock in DJ years. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Um, I've sat down. I've, 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 I've sat it out a few years. I've bounced back in. You know, I've, I've done so much different variations um, of it. Clips on my own. I've just always been doing doing my thing. What's your um, DJ name and, and where have you played for anyone that might know or recognise? My DJ name, I go under the name of Soul Du Jour, which, you know, is uh, French for Soul of the Day. Um, I've played in numerous places. Oh, God, the list is so long. Um, from the fine line to Cornium Barrow to I've, I've played in the Gambia. I've played um, <laughs> I, I've I've played a lot of like major London spots. I've played for a lot of um, major London London brands. That thing, um, AGS, uh, so unique. You know, um, I was my my main forte is or my main kind of music that I play, Neo Soul. I've been a part of a, a residential, a rotational DJ at Got Soul for nine years. They've just celebrated their ninth birthday. I've been doing it for, uh, I've been in and out of that for, would say, the better part of the nine years. Um, so I've, I've played them for a lot of brands. And, um, you know, and I've, I've, yeah, we've done, I've done, I've been a part of 
a lot of club nights. But I've done much like been a part of which I've brought up, you know, club essential with my indulged family colleagues. Um, there's been musicology, which I do on my own. Um, there's been, you know, indulgence, which I also done with indulged family. Um, there's been plush, which I've done, which was peace, love, unity, strength, and harmony which I'd done, what was that, early 2000s. We used to do boat parties before people even knew about boat parties. Um, <laughs> um, we used to, I used to do phenomenon in the 90s, late 90s. So, yeah, I've done quite a bit in my time. You know, like I said, you know, yeah, it's not, it's not always been good. Some has been bad. I, I can tell you some of these events over the years, we've taken hits. <laughs> When I say hits, like, you know, you've invested a lot of money into the events. And, you know, when you've looked at the end of the night, you're like, wow, is, is this what I'm getting back out of this? You know, uh, you know, it's a loss. Or I still, you know, proceed because I do it for love. I don't do it for the money. I do it for love. Um, and that is the reason why I'm in it. Because if I didn't do it for love, I'd have left this game a long, long time ago. Because we've talked about your career now, so we want to know about how you fared on the whole kind of property side and that part of your picture. My, my type of the picture was I was in a relationship at the time with somebody and I remember she had a property, she was on the ladder. She was basically saying to me at the time, let's move in, move in with me, come onto my mortgage, etc. so forth. And I was like, nope, not doing that. I still need to do this for myself. And if the relationship does go where it's going, where it should be going, then later down the line, we can come and we get a property together. So that was kind of like my way. I got myself onto the property ladder. Um, um, you know, I was late to start driving. I was, you know, because I was, so I got to got driving. It, it, it took its time, but I got there eventually on my own doing it. But ideally, I would have loved to have, we would have both done it together. Well, how do you feel about your, your picture today? So you're 40 now. You had all those aspirations of what 40 would look like. You're in your mid-40s. You haven't quite got that picture. It doesn't look like what you aspire to. How do you feel about where well, you are now? No, I'm not happy about it. I've just loved to, you know... Um, and the reason I'm not happy about it is because I, I've not been that person who's who's gone about things wrong in any relationship that I've been in. You know, I'm not trying to make myself paint a picture that I'm perfect, but I've always thought that I've done right by whoever I've been in relationships with. So to be at the age that I'm at now, 45, about to turn 46, and and be single at the moment. No, I'm not happy with it. I'm not happy. I would have loved to have been at this point, be settled. And it's like half of the picture, but not the full picture. But you're in a position where you, I suppose if you were in a relationship and you were missing out all of the other stuff that you've got in place, that potentially could cause another, be another bone of contention. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go here. I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I would say to you, as lady women now, sometimes I don't think none of that matters to some women because some women either like you or not. You could be the biggest waste of space going. Someone will like you. It doesn't mean <laughs> if you've got a, a house, car, a land. I don't say nothing nowadays. No one don't really, 
you know, once upon a time, you think, yeah, if I've got a nice car, I'm going to get all these ladies. Yeah, I'm still thinking that some of us, some of us guys think about, like, you know, I'm driving, and some of these guys, we be driving around in the nicest car, and we're still at mummy's house, you know what I mean? And, and things like that. But, I, you know, I'm not, it's not that I'm looking down my nose at people. I just think that in the grand scheme of things, these are material things. They don't really matter. You know, you've either, you, you, you don't have to have all these things on display for a lady to like you. They'll like you for maybe you. So, so what do you think would have made you happier now? What is it that you feel like you're missing that, that would have helped you appreciate where you are today? Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not content. Being happy would have, would have been having completed that. And we can sit down and, and go on to the next stage of life. In life, we, we, society kind of puts these things in place. Like, this time you should be doing this or this time you're doing that. But now I'm like, all right, if I'm to have children now, and my son says to me, or oh, come, Dad, let's go and play football in the park. Mate, could I even have the lung capacity to even do that? <laughs> so, the lung capacity. Well, yeah, right, mate. Slow down, mate. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't do those things where you could still be out there. You know, you could still be out there and you can still be giving it your all. You know, but would you would you ever consider adopting? I know that's out of the yeah, ballpark. I, wouldn't. I, don't. I know it's out of the ballpark, but I wonder. Yeah, that's a, that's that one's a curveball there, mate. <laughs> um, no, nah, I would I would say that nah, it's you know because one. Um, yeah, it's not for me. I don't think it would be for me at this point in stage in my life. Yeah. You know, maybe, who knows? I would never say never, because I'm that type of person. Never say never. But no, nah, I'm not adopted at the moment. No, not for me. Mm. Um, and in terms of, like, I suppose we were talking about career progression, is there anything else in your career that you think you'd want to do at this stage of your life? In terms of career progression, <laughs> find that niche in the market and just not work for anybody, work for myself and make myself it sounds progressive to me. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, not not make not be sitting down there making, you know, these organizations money, you know, make myself that money, you know. Become like their chairmen and you know, etc. and executive vice chairmen and that and be really sitting on the paper and achieve. So I suppose um knowing what you know now, what would you tell your younger self? Knowing what I know now, what would I tell my younger self? That's a good question, actually. Um, wow. <laughs> Avoid that girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's not for you, Sean. You know? Um, I, w- I would say, you know what? I'm going to be really, really get deep and just say, listen to your, 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 your inner spirit. Just listen. You know, there's sometimes along the line we've been told things, you know, don't do that, don't do this. And, you know, we've, we've bypassed it for whatever reasons. Um, that'd be one thing. My younger self also, do things earlier. Because as I've said, and I've emphasized throughout this um, interview, I've done a lot of things later in life. Do things earlier be a bit more focused, be a bit more driven a lot earlier in life. What do you think the next five years, what do you think 50 is going to look like for you? Have you got aspirations and, and dreams for what, what 50 would look like? Yeah, you know what 50 looks like for me? I'll tell you what, if, if I can do it, and I can, if I can get to the 50, that stage, 50s, 
get the hell out of Dodge, just not be here. Just be living it up somewhere in another country. A country that's, you know, can give me that vitamin D day. Just just be out of here, out of this place. So you making plans towards that? Is that is that a thing that's um, in process? Yeah, 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 and no, really. No, I, I would say it's what I was I'm looking forward to, but am I am I am I near it yet? No, but anything can happen with in the next four years, who knows? I'm just trying to think of how we can celebrate you a bit more and what you have done. Oh and- gosh, have I, have, I, have I made that bad an impression? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all, but whole, I think the fact that you kind of said that actually you're not quite happy with where you are at the minute, when from my point of view, you're very eligible. And from my point of view, there's a, there's a lot of things about you that to me are a success, you know? But I think in terms of what you want you know, at this minute, maybe you might not have that, but there's a lot of achievements on your journey. But I could bounce this back at some of what you've just said there. I'm very eligible. Is it because of your age why you're saying now that I'm eligible? Because there's women out there who would, like, I, I don't think they would think that I'm that catch. Do, do you mean younger women than myself? Maybe younger women or maybe older women. You know, some women that do reach to your age now will be sitting down and thinking, yeah, those are the guys that you need to be. I can see maybe the end picture with a guy like that. Or, I don't know. Yeah, I think, well, from my perspective, it's about, you know, ha- having somebody who is uh, responsible, somebody who is um, trustworthy, honest, all this good stuff, that person who wants to be a provider but understands that this this um, this role can change, it can be reversed, you know, and sees life in its um in its splendor, really. Um, and I think for my, myself, I could have maybe worked that out at any age, you know, but even more so as I'm getting older, it makes more sense to me. Actually these are these are the kind of these are the kind of men that we should consider you know, that women should be considering. And actually maybe the, the men that we're sold and the ones that are put on BET, you know, whatever the new pop thing is <laughs> out there or whatever it is, they sell us a different story about what men should potentially present as and what women should present as. And I, I'm trying not to buy into that. Rather, I'm thinking of, of what our parents would have looked for, you know, and what, you know, made families that, that secure unit for children to grow up in. At the moment, I don't think the family is promoted um, in the way that it should do. It's not. It's not. It's, it's blatantly not, you know. And sometimes I, I, I sit down and I think, and I look at that, and I think it's like there's an agenda not to promote that. You know, just, just, just pure division. <laughs> you know, I think that's what they mean will promote. So will you continue to still keep your eyes open and your heart open for the right woman? Definitely. Definitely. I'm a hopeless romantic out here, so definitely I will will keep my eyes open. And will you stick to the organic ways of finding what's right for you, or will you mix it up? Um, yeah, I mix it up anyway. Uh, you know, I mix it up anyway. I, yeah, you know, um, <laughs> well, you can't really do much organic looking for people at the moment, can we? We were right, all out here, we were just sitting out in our, in our living rooms, you know, so we... we you know, in order to meet these people, we do have to sometimes get ourselves on these platforms and get talking to people or on, on these social media platforms and just talk and, and take it from there. But because organic's kind of out the window at the moment. What about, um? you talked about like moving somewhere where you can get more regular supply of vitamin D. Have you, have you thought about 
meeting someone abroad in another country, maybe maybe the UK market isn't where your your future wife's at. I've had friends who have actually said that to me, who said, no, Sean, I don't think your wife's here. Your wife probably is abroad. You know, I've had friends who have said that. I've had friends from Nigeria. I've had people from Jamaica. And I suppose there's a countries where the, the family structure is still quite important, you know, and it's still working in, and fun and functioning, whereas in the UK, I mean, I'm just going to, you know, try and throw it out there. I just think the, the black community, you know, the, the family structure isn't promoted as much as we need it to be. So, I mean, I hear what when you're saying in terms of, and your friend saying, actually, maybe if you looked in other, other countries, that might still be prevalent there, and they will appreciate a man of your calibre. Definitely. I, I think that probably is the case, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? And I think that is one of the reasons why I, I, I as well, you know, I like so much travelling. So when you go to other places, you just see the, what's there, the beauty of it. I think you're in a great place, Sean, because so many people generally are struggling to get their life together in terms of their career and having um, investments in property and, and having stability in their life. And that, I feel like you underrate so much and, and kind of focus on not having the partner there. And I think the things like having a partner are just generally so much harder, as we talked about for this generation. Because um, we, are, we are trying to, we're trying to find people in a, in a new wave of finding people where we've been brought up to find people in a completely different landscape. But it didn't involve social media. It involved speaking to people in, in human form and having real exchanges with them and I think it, the older you get the more difficult it is to to abandon those ways and try and try and learn the ways but I, say, I think you're really difficult hard on yourself in that sense I think I think women aren't as you get older aren't looking so much for what a man can provide for them but more of what companionship he can offer and there's a lot more value put in your personality than there is in what you bring to the table. I think for the younger generation, you need that kind of support and building with someone to, to feel like they're establishing themselves. That's a lot more important. But when you're older and you're more established, actually it's, it's, it's who you are. And celebrate that more about yourself and not, not be concerned about what you, you haven't got. I think who you are, yeah, I think who you are is just from the hour that I spent with you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I so, thank you. Oh, Willie, man, that's bless up, man. Thank you. I mean, I, I hope you, as Winnie said, you start, you see all the greatness that you are. And thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today. Also, where can people find you and follow you? Yeah, because if there's any women that have listened to this and thought, oh, actually, I a bit of him, <laughs> well, where are they going to find you online? Let me uh, inbox me at, you know, number one husband material. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, um, yeah, I, you can follow my page on um, follow me on all social media platforms. My tag is um, Soul Du Jour, um, Soul of the Day. That's my group on Facebook. I've also got uh, 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 a business page as well, so you can follow me on both of those. Twitter, I am Soul Du Jour, and Soul Du Jour is spelled S O U L D U. J-O-U-R. Um, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter. Also on Mixcloud for if you want all the latest up-to-date mixes, then you can follow me on that. But generally, if you just inbox me, you know, I've got a Facebook page, which is more of a, uh, 
I've got two profiles. So I've got my personal page and then I've got my kind of DJ page. So Sean, so good, sure. And what nights can people find you playing on your radio station? Well, oh, I was just about to say, you can't, I thought you were going to say your clubs. I was going to say, no, we're at the moment, silly. <laughs> All <on our> sofa. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, radio, you can find me on the radio, 8 to 11, each and every single Tuesday, giving you the best in Neo Soul and Soul Influence music. By the way, I'm a Neo Soul DJ. So 8 to 11 on www.lightningradio.net or on the FM dial, 90.8 FM. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time today, Sean. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. No problem. No problem. Thank you. Failure at 40. 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 Failure at 40.